This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, October 30th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Purdue confirms second tranche of trade aid. EPA chief signing emissions reporting exemption and U.S. steel and aluminum tariffs snarl WTO. Purdue confirms a second tranche of aid. Ag Secretary Sonny Purdue yesterday confirmed that the USDA intends to go forward with releasing funds in December for the second part of the department's trade aid package, and so far, the payment rates have not been reduced. Concern was building that USDA might scale back the second tranche of payments for the program designed to help counteract impacts of foreign retaliatory tariffs, but Purdue told reporters that likely won't happen. Frankly, right now, we see no change in the amount, he said. The first tranche, worth roughly $6.3 billion, was announced in late August. Purdue said recently he would have liked to have released the second tranche in October, but was told by the White House Office of Management and Budget to hold back. The reason for the delay, government sources tell AgriPulse, was the potential for the payment rates to be decreased if the foreign tariff pressures decreased. But the trade pain does continue. While administration officials continue to count the renegotiation of NAFTA and the U.S.-South Korea FTA as trade wins, American farmers and ranchers continue to be battered by Chinese, Mexican, Canadian, European, Turkish, and Indian tariffs. Much of those tariffs are in retaliation to U.S. import taxes on steel and aluminum. China is also levying a separate 25% tariff on U.S. soybeans, wheat, sorghum, and corn that is in response to the U.S. punishing it for intellectual property theft. Because tariffs have not declined, the rates of payment in the trade program have not been lowered, according to a government official yesterday. The first tranche of the package contained three sections, that direct payments, a government purchase program, and a trade promotion program. Only the direct payment portion, the market facilitation program, will be repeated in December. Just like the first tranche, the rates are multiplied by half the production on a farm for the payment. Wheat at 14 cents a bushel, sorghum at 86 cents a bushel, cotton at 6 cents a pound, corn at a penny a bushel. Dairy includes 12 cents per hundred, hogs at $8 a head, and soybeans at $1.65 a bushel. The market facilitation program of the first tranche was estimated to be roughly $4.7 billion in payments. The USDA is still taking into consideration pleas by some farm groups to increase the payment rates, but no decision has been made on that, according to sources. EPA chief signing emissions reporting exemption. Acting EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler will be in Kansas City today to sign a proposed rule to exempt livestock operations from having to report air emissions to state and local authorities. Wheeler will be joined by Senator Jerry Moran of Kansas, representatives of state farm groups, and the National Pork Producers Council. The exemption rule is the latest turn in an effort by farm organizations to deal with a federal appeals court decision that struck down previous exemptions to a pair of emission reporting laws. Ten environmental groups last month sued EPA for an earlier attempt to shield livestock operations from reporting requirements under the Emergency Planning and Community Right to Know Act, which requires notification of state and local agencies. Provisions that Congress included in the Fiscal 18 spending bill have already provided an exemption from reporting requirements in the Superfund law, 
also known as the Comprehensive Environmental Response Compensation and Liability Act, or CERCLA. U.S. Steel and Aluminum Tariffs Snarl WTO The U.S. squared off with much of the rest of the world yesterday at the World Trade Organization headquarters in Geneva that over the Trump administration's steel and aluminum import taxes and retaliatory tariffs that continue to harm primarily U.S. agricultural exports. The U.S. rebuffed initial attempts by China, the European Union, Canada, Mexico, Norway, Russia, and Turkey to initiate dispute panels on U.S. steel and aluminum tariffs that, according to Geneva trade sources, blocking the formation of the panels is a common ploy by WTO nations that only delays the process. The seven complainants are expected to again seek dispute panels, and all of them are calling foul on U.S. claims that it had a levy on the metals tariffs for national security purposes. Canada, Mexico, and the others argue that the goal of the U.S. is simply to try to insulate domestic producers from steel and aluminum imports. The seven-panel requests reflect a shared conviction among the co-complainants, and that that the U.S. steel and aluminum tariffs are inconsistent with the United States WTO obligations. Norway said that in a written statement submitted yesterday. But the U.S. countered with the claim that the WTO has no jurisdiction over the metal tariffs because they are based on U.S. law over national security. Next on the agenda at the WTO dispute settlement body was the U.S. request for dispute panels to counter the retaliatory tariffs on U.S. pork, dairy, tree nuts, fruits, vegetables, and other commodities. China, the European Union, Canada, Mexico, Norway, Russia, and Turkey all blocked the request, prompting the U.S. to make the legal equivalent of the argument that two wrongs don't make a right. The retaliatory tariffs go against WTO rules, according to the U.S. argument. FDA looks into allergen labels for sesame. The U.S. already requires that food with milk, eggs, fish, shellfish, tree nuts, peanuts, wheat, and soybeans be labeled to warn those with allergies. But that may not be enough, according to FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb. Studies now show that sesame is a candidate to be included along with the other eight major food allergens that have to be labeled under the Food Allergen Labeling and Consumer Protection Act. Gottlieb said in a statement, thousands of Americans experience life-threatening food-related reactions each year and an estimated 20 people die from them annually. In some cases, such reactions occur despite a careful reading of packaged food labels by conscientious consumers. Before it makes any decision, though, Gottlieb says the FDA wants public feedback, especially from epidemiologists, nutritionists, allergy researchers, and physicians concerning their clinical experience and relevant findings. In order to learn more about the prevalence and severity of sesame allergies in the U.S., as well as the prevalence of sesame-containing foods sold in this country, FDA issued a request for information yesterday. China tariffs temper record U.S. almond and walnut crops. U.S. farmers are producing more almonds and walnuts than ever before, and domestic consumption is on the rise. But the continued trade battles with China, India, and Turkey are hampering what could also have been a record year for exports. Customers in Japan, the Middle East, and Europe are buying a lot more for the U.S., offsetting much of the expected losses because of high retaliatory tariffs on U.S. tree nuts. 
U.S. almond production this year is expected to reach 1.1 million tons. That according to an analysis from the USDA's Foreign Agricultural Service. That would be an 8% increase. Exports, however, are forecast to rise just 2% to 710,000 tons as higher shipments to the European Union, Japan, and the Middle East slightly offset lower exports to China, India, and Turkey, where retaliatory tariffs are expected to slow demand. Well, here's today's He Said It. He knows more about farming than any human I've ever seen in my life. That was President Donald Trump talking about Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue at the National FFA Convention this past weekend. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, October 30th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.